0: Welcome to Scrollin, a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 42. All right, let's talk about this press release here. So this thing is titled, Destruction Comes to Tamriel During ESO's 2021 Global Reveal Event. So this is basically just an announcement of an announcement. Um so on January 21st, uh, like a month from now, there's going to be a live stream event where they're just talking about this next year's um content, you know, the the DLC and uh, expansion and all that stuff that we're going to be getting. They do this kind of at the beginning of every year they just give us sort of a little preview of what's to come this year. Uh I always think it's really fun to watch, it's really cool. Yeah. Um they, they say they're going to talk about The Gates of Oblivion's new worlds, challenges, systems, and adventures so uh, they're giving us a clue there gates of oblivion so something to do with oblivion which it's like surprising how unsurprising that is <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I wouldn't have guessed oblivion only because that's too obvious but yeah. yeah that's that's where we're going so I think it's interesting though they I mean they say new worlds with an S plural yeah um so that's cool. I I don't know. Part of me, like my initial reaction is like, Oblivion, really? Like, hasn't that been done like time and time again? But the thing about Oblivion in this world is it's this uh, sort of void space in between different like universes and stuff is my understanding, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like there are really a, a ton of possibilities. They could really do a lot of really imaginative, creative things if they, you know, if they decide to, they could really get out there and do some crazy stuff. And think of like the kind of possibilities for like, uh, classes or skill lines and stuff like that. You know, they could really get weird with it.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, just that statement, you know, new worlds, challenges, systems, and adventures. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big time statement. New worlds, plural, like you said, and systems, plural. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little curious about that, you know, challenges, adventures, that makes sense. Um, I, you know, it's they've released kind of this really short trailer. You can you can watch it, but uh, mm-hmm. out there, it uh, it's very short. And I think a lot of people, you know, I've been going through like message boards and stuff, and I think a lot of people obviously are connecting this to the Oblivion game. Right. Um, and I, you know, maybe they are tagging along with that, but I actually am kind of looking at this the other way. You know, they've brought Morrowind into the game. They've brought Skyrim into the game. But they did. I, I think they actually did a really good job of completely avoiding those games. Yes, you know it's it's in the same you know we're in the same world that those that those games happened in. So the zones and the the geography is the same. But I think that in the past they've shown that they can do a really good job of using the same geography. But completely changing the story and 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 having new, fresh ideas, and so yeah,
0: they do a pretty good job of kind of giving you a wink and a nod, like, "Hey, yeah. remember Skyrim?" But but this is actually a totally different thing happening. Exactly.
1: Here. So I actually I'm excited about it. I think um, I think this is probably going to be you know every expansion, everything that's happened, you know, real bad stuff's happening. You know, watch out. We're trying to save the world, but I think this one might be the most serious threat since the original storyline with Molog ball just because um you know this is another i'm guessing here I'm, I'm speculating a lot but oblivion usually ties to the mayroon's Dagon, you know i can't remember what he is but i think he's like destruction or, or something like that something real bad um, <laughs> something bad <laughs> he's something you know you, you can see it's it if you good. watch that preview he's a big he's a big bad dude but uh uh, pretty cool. It seems like this might be kind of like the biggest threat we've had since kind of that original storyline threat. So, um, yeah. I, and I'm with you. I think this has a real potential to be really cool with worlds, or we're going through oblivion gates and, and experiencing that void or what the oblivion is. Um, uh, I like the idea of, uh, of those types of possibilities and and uh, what it could contain.
0: Yeah. So that'll be on January 21st is when this live stream is happening. Um. The live stream is always cool, but my favorite part is always uh, after the official event, there's a and a that's usually pretty long, like an hour or more. Uh, and that's where they actually will answer questions from people in the chat and go a lot deeper into a lot of the details about the content that's coming out. If there's going to be a new class or a skill line or something like that, they'll usually kind of show that off a little bit and answer questions about that. So that's usually where the, the really juicy stuff is is the, the Q and A afterwards. So Get that's those
1: juicy the, details.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh that'll be that'll be like a month away. So keep an eye out for that. So that's the future. Uh but in the past we had a maintenance patch last week. Uh so we're on uh patch version six point two point eight right now and this is the one that addressed a number of bugs that i think were a real pain point for a number of people although hilariously they <laughs> they mention yeah we refunded the skill points that that werewolves and soul trap people are missing but davis i haven't heard uh from you yet about this but i know on the forums players are saying no nope, still don't have my skill points <laughs>
1: i to make this even more comical, I've been on with my werewolf, and I just don't even notice. Like I'm just you don't not even. Mean, check. I don't even yeah. check anymore. So if I don't have them back, I'm not sure. It's been so long that uh, I, I just I don't know. Now I say that because my werewolf is kind of a character. Like I leveled him up to be a werewolf. He I don't have crafting on him or anything. Like. If this was on a character like like my main Davius, where I have all the crafting and I he's you know he is a healer for P uh, PVP, you know I do tank PVE with him. I'm doing all this stuff. That'd be a real
0: problem for that guy.
1: Yeah, skill points are every skill point. Yes, I use every skill point on him, and he's got almost all of them in the game. And so if if I was if I was a player and this happened on on some on a character like that, I could very much understand being upset and 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 needing those skill points back.
0: I think at this point, just I think they should just give every player like two or three free skill points. <laughs> give us honestly. two free skill points. <laughs> just if, they can't, if they can't target the ones who lost skill points, just give everyone a few free skill points and I think everyone will be happy. Yeah. But, yeah,
1: that's not a bad idea. I mean, it's, it's not like it's going to, I don't think it's going to, you know, flip the scales in any certain way from that.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, they apparently fixed the, the bug that was probably the most annoying to you and me, Davius. in BGs. They fixed an issue where—this uh, is a weird one Fix an issue where group members' ready check could be automatically declined if the group leader entered the BG first while in a different zone from the rest of the group. Very specific conditions there.
1: Very specific, um, but that one happened to us multiple times.
0: Quite a bit, where— like we're grouped together. Oh, the BGQ popped. Sweet. Oh, only one of us got in, <laughs> yeah. and the other one is just stuck not in the battleground.
1: Just yeah, just listening. Oh, is it is it going well in there? Yeah, oh, that sounds, sounds that like sounds you're having fun. a lot of
0: fun. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um. So, uh, have we haven't really had a chance to group up that much this past week? So I uh, can't really confirm or deny that one, but hopefully that is fixed for sure because that yeah. is a huge bummer when that happens.
1: It really is. Yeah, it is a big bummer because you're. that's what you're looking forward to, you know, grouping up with your friends, getting in the battlegrounds, and then...
0: Especially sometimes you're waiting like 15 minutes for the queue yeah. to pop, you know, and yeah. Anyway, they also addressed a number of crash fixes related to animations, uh, certain characters being used in chat, uh, multiple spell effects being active. I'm sure some of those were affecting me. I've i experiences and i experienced a number of crashes during battlegrounds <laughs> so probably something to do with those animations and having spell effects active is probably what was yeah. happening there so i'm hoping that is not going to happen anymore because that's probably the second most frustrating bug i've ever mm-hmm. seen right the, the the group the the group being split problem and that one right there
1: Yeah. those are the two big ones and it's it's good to at least hear that they're addressing them um I haven't had any crashes this past week, but you know, like you said, we haven't grouped up a whole lot this past week, but uh, things seemingly uh, are better. And so I, 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 tend to believe those, those updates.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The time that I have had to play. Um, yeah. I haven't had those issues. Uh, my time has been a little more limited these last couple of weeks, just because I've, I'm in the process of purchasing a house. I've never bought a house before. So it's just taken a lot of my time and energy. Uh, I have been playing, you know, still. Nothing can ever fully tear me away from ESO. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I've just kind of divided at the moment. And once I'm on the other side of this house situation uh, and things start settling back down, I'll, I'll definitely get back into my usual groove. But I have been playing some. Um most of the time that I've been playing, it's been on my own because I just get kind of random moments here and there and I can't really line up my schedule with you, mm-hmm. Um So I've been spending most of my time on two characters that I like to play the most uh, for solo situations, which is my uh, Stamina Sorcerer uh, and my Stamina Templar. And those are my best kind of solo characters. And I've just been hanging out in the solo Battlegrounds queue. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun. So I just want to start with uh, my Stam Sort, just because I had an interesting sort of realization with this guy. Uh, A quick reminder of the build, it's Briarheart, Sword Dancer with dual daggers on the front bar, Master Bow on the back bar, One Piece molog Kenna, and the Torque of Tonal Constancy. Um, So this is a great build. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, But one issue I've been running into is that... I'm still finding that my Magicka pool is depleted more often than I would like. Uh, just a little too often, I don't have the Magicka to do a Streak or a Dark Deal or whatever when I want to. Um, while at the same time, my stamina bar is staying fully pegged at almost 100% all the time. Um, and my stamina recovery has been, with no CPs, fully buffed right around 2,000, which is, for most of my characters, that's right where, about where I like to be. Uh, but for this dude, mainly because he's wearing uh, the Torque and he's using Dark Deal, and it seems like way too much sustain. Uh, and the thing is, my stamina is hardly ever dipping down low enough to proc the Magicka side of the Torque of Tonal Constancy. Uh, and so I'm just not getting my Magicka refilled nearly as often uh, as I want to. So I found that by reducing my stamina recovery, so I'm using... All damage glyphs on my jewelry. I'm using the Warrior Mundus Stone. Uh, So take him down my stamina recovery quite a bit. But actually, uh, having done that, the build feels so much more comfortable uh, to play now. Um, and it doesn't actually even really feel like I'm missing out on on sustain on stamina sustain. Like I said, it was like basically staying pegged at hundred percent all the <laughs> time anyway. Now it actually dips down once in a while, uh, which is something I need it to do to, to get my magic back from the torque of tonal constancy. Uh, and what's nice about that is, since since I'm a stam sork using dark deal, I get that magic back. I have the option to turn it right back into stamina if mm-hmm. I want to you know so it's not really like i'm even giving up the stamina sustain i have i have the option to, to get it right back anytime i want um so i have streak ready to go a lot more often i have dark deal ready to go a lot more often the build actually plays a lot more comfortably uh taking stamina recovery down uh, a little bit um so that's something if you're using the torque on a on a stamina character um you know you may uh, just keep that in mind if you're finding that those those magic abilities aren't uh, aren't ready often enough.
1: The old torque sorks. It's it's a life of juggling, yeah. <laughs> juggling yeah. resources. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, and it's it's so interesting how that that interplay between dark deal and the torque. It's like yeah, I'm taking my stamina sustain down, but because of those two things, it actually I'm actually not really giving it up at all, and I'm just getting more Magicka, which is just more helpful to me
1: mm-hmm yep uh, speaking of stem sorks I've made uh-huh. some changes I think you will approve of these okay as, All right. as my I think my stem sork is slowly morphing into... Uh, your Stam Sork, <laughs> <laughs> or, or we're, we've kind of bounced back and forth with the Torque. Maybe we we're do just... that with a
0: few characters. <laughs> it's like we kind of get inspired by each other, and they just You're... slowly sort of become each other. They're
1: just morphing. So uh, the big change to my Stam Sork is that I. Put Briarheart on him, so he's in uh, uh, five-piece medium Briarheart armor. That's a pretty big change.
0: That's where Briarheart belongs on a yeah. stamp sork.
1: It really does. I mean, it, it's a change. You know, I stole it from my my stampilar, um, but it has been it's been a great change. So just to kind of remind of the build now, it's five-piece Seventh Legion, five-piece Briarheart, um, dual That's daggers. A damage. Yeah uh the torque and then i do one piece swarm mother to kind of help with max stats um so yeah it's it's a lot of damage um it works really well um the the you know kind of the extra uh, health recovery from seventh legion is with the briar heart acts for a little bit um i don't want to say tankiness but kind of helps out with you know kind of health and, and healing up on, on certain situations yeah um but yeah it the weapon damage is is very high it gets up uh Fully buffed, it gets up around fifty five hundred, which is is pretty hard hitting <laughs> with, oh, yeah. with with the dual daggers with the with the crit. So
0: and um, and we always make no CP builds like that high of right. damage and no CP is exactly is a lot.
1: Yeah, and so it's actually really. I mean, it's working really well. You know, you've you've said it, you've told me Briarheart belongs on a Stam sork. I'm here to admit it for all those listeners who have stamp sorks that aren't wearing Briarheart get you some briar heart it's where it belongs
0: (laughs) yeah well it just pairs so nicely with critical surge it's just like such a nice little marriage
1: uh it's perfect and and you know as you said with the torque the sustain feels just right you're you're kind of balancing uh and a stam sork more than you know most other characters you're using your magicka using your stamina so you're always going back and forth that torque is just always pumping up that sustain uh and then it hits you know you you streak and then you start hitting and, and spinning and it hits real hard and it's uh, it's been a great change. I've had a lot of fun with that character recently with these changes.
0: That's what I love about that setup with the Briarheart and the Torque. like those two things specifically. It's like, man, those mm-hmm. are just made exactly for a Stam Sork. It's just like too perfect not to put those on there.
1: Yep, very much so. And the one now, thing I'll I say will... about, uh, I was just going to say real quick yeah. about Seventh Legion. You know, it's kind of unique, but uh, a Sork with Seventh Legion kind of work. A Starm Sork with Seventh Legion kind of works better in any time because. Sorks are real unique in that their armor buff only lasts that 15 seconds, and 7th Legion gives you that buff for 15 seconds, and so it's really nice that those buff pair together. It's a lot easier to keep track of that buff of 7th Legion on this character than it has been with any other character.
0: What's lame is that's just Stam Sork. I'm pretty sure Mag Sork gets 20 seconds. I don't know why. I don't know why it's just stamp It's so lame. it
1: works. It works right now because it lets me know when I have that buff up. But yeah, it, uh, it used to bother me a lot. That the... it's
0: convenient for that, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah.
1: otherwise, it's a little too short. A little short. A little short.
0: Yeah, these are really good stamp builds. I will say, sadly, I don't feel like they quite compete with the meta stamp sork that's out there right now with sure. Unleashed Terror, Venomous Smite. A lot of them have like uh, the Masters Dual Wield. You know, just the way the meta yep. is right now. That that kind of build is just gonna win, yeah. Um, you know, in a one v one fight. But yep. I still have pretty good success. You know, uh, you just have to. I think for me, it's just I make the decision like, well, I just, I'm just going to play smart. You know, and I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna dive into uh, a brawl the way I would with, say, my my Stam DK that has that kind of proc heavy build that you can just rack up some kills really quick like that. Like, I play smart. I kite. I use my defenses and I I choose my kills wisely. So. I think I still have really good success, but it's not like, you know, I'm not going like 15 and 0 in a match. It's more like yeah. maybe like 10 and 2 or something like that. Um, so I've, I've really been enjoying it, and I like this version of a sort. I, I really don't like just, just simply being able to win by streaking around yeah, the map, sh- and I win. You, sh- you, you streak
1: know. it to a group, and then by the time somebody's not stunned anymore, they're below half
0: health. Yeah. Now... I'm talking, I'm talking smack. Whereas, like I just got done saying, my Stam DK is a very similar kind of build, and it's, it's BS. I can, I can tell you, even being on, you know, on the, <laughs> on the giving end of it, it's, it's not right. It shouldn't, shouldn't be possible to, to do that much damage <laughs> that easily. Um, anyway, so that's Stam Sork. Uh, also been playing a lot of Stam Plar. Uh, my, my old main, old Betsy um she's an orc her build is bone pirate deadly strikes with a, a two-handed maul on the front bar uh the master bow on the back bar one piece Molog kenna and the ring of the wild hunt um this is my very favorite build every time i look at my character select screen and i kind of scroll through all my characters as soon as it kind of stops on betsy i'm like well of course i'm i'm logging in with betsy how could i how could i even <laughs> consider a different character now um a lot of it's just I have I have her cosmetics, like, just looking so good. A lot of it's just visual. Like, once I see the character, it's like, oh, I just want to play with that hey,
1: character. That's the most important part to any character.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, I wanted to talk a little bit. I know I talk a lot about Betsy, but I think a lot of the time when I talk about it, it's just like, oh, it's such a cool build. I have so much fun. Betsy's great. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I don't really I, – I don't often get into – what's so great about the build and and why I like it so much. So um, she's a a Stamina Templar, and for the longest time, this was one of the classes, maybe the class that I had the least interest in, uh, because I perceived them as being paladins, basically, like these slow, heavy armor, tanky, kind (laughs) of immovable brutes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The Davies character out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, often probably a Nord. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, And I've always been more interested in mobility-focused builds that are all more elusive and stuff. So uh, eventually I kind of realized that a Stampler absolutely can play uh, a mobility-focused spec, uh, and they're actually really well-equipped for it. Like the toolkit that their class has, um, they they can play that way really, really well. Uh, And so Betsy is all about that. It's all about speed, obviously, with the Ring of the Wild Hunt. Uh, It's seven pieces medium armor. Uh, Four pieces uh, of armor are well-fitted. The rest are uh, M-Pen. So she's super-duper fast, and she has a ton of cost reduction with the the well-fitted and the medium armor and her orc passives. She has a ton of cost reduction to sprinting and roll-dodging. And then the the Templar armor buff, the rune that you cast on the ground that Mm -hmm. also gives you stamina while it's active, that... That stamina restore stays active while you're sprinting, you know. So even though your stamina recovery is disabled while you're sprinting, the rune is still feeding you that stamina. Uh, and when you factor that in with all the cost reduction that you're also getting on top of your sprinting, you're effectively sprinting nearly for free, right? And so that's, that's a major, major part of her sustain because mobility, staying on the move, is how she stays alive. Uh, and so her main defense mechanism essentially costs nothing you know yeah um,
1: she can yeah i've seen it she can run <laughs> she can run forever
0: <laughs> yeah uh, and especially uh with i'm talking about in no cp but especially in cp like oh, she yeah. actually gains stamina while sprinting it's kind of kind of nuts so kind of like uh my stam Sork, she can get away with using with running pretty low stamina recovery like fully buffed it's like 1800 or something like that uh, but that's a big factor, plus she has uh, Repentance, so she can drain nearby bodies for extra stamina, uh, and there's almost always bodies to drain uh, in a BG, especially with Betsy there, because she's killing a lot of people. Uh, so, um, so that's one thing. She's just really, really good in the mobility department, and she can kind of keep going and going and going uh, forever and ever and ever. Also, any build in the current meta that has a cleanse is going to be a really successful build right with all the <laughs> the props so. and everything else that we have right now just being able to to cleanse that stuff off of you right away uh, is really nice uh, and especially most stamplars not all of them but most stamplars this is the only magicka costing ability on the build so you can you can really just spam it uh, as much yeah. as you want to most of the time without even having to invest in magicka at all it's really really nice um and then Deadly Strikes. I just want to talk a little bit about Deadly Strikes. It's obviously a great set on a, on a Stamplar. I think it's a great set on a lot of different builds, but I think especially on a Stamplar, it basically just buffs jabs. Um, and on a Stamplar, that's essentially your only source of damage. And I know we have Power of the Light, and I, I use Power of the Light as well, and it does deal a lot of damage. But its damage is basically 100% dependent on how much damage you do with jabs. Uh, So like, if you look at Power of the Light, like on Betsy, I think with no CP, the tooltip is like 18,000 or something insane like that. But the thing is, you're never going to hit that tooltip, right? You're never going to get Power of the Light to pop for 18,000 damage in PvP. It's just, it's simply not possible to hit that maximum tooltip. So all that's important is when you tag someone with Power of the Light, you have six seconds to deal as much damage as you possibly can to get Power of the Light. To pot for as much as it possibly can it's not going to be that maximum it's never going to be that maximum um, but you know you can get it to, to be pretty high uh, so the more damage you're dealing with jabs the more damage that power of the light is gonna is gonna deal um, so deadly strikes effectively buffs all of your damage every single bit of it um, even um, even if some of it isn't actually damage over time or a channeled ability so It's really, really good on a Stamplar. I really like Bone Pirate on a Stamplar as well. I think it's kind of fallen out of fashion now because uh, Stamina Sustained is so easy to come by. But I really push her Stamina to the absolute limit uh, using that mobility, using the roll dodging, and just spamming abilities constantly. One of the things I love about this build is I absolutely can. like As soon as the BG starts and the countdown is finished, I just pedal to the metal, and I never let off (laughs) until the BG is over. Um, And I'm not really giving up damage for it. I mean, so with, obviously, Bone Pirate gives me a lot of sustain, and I'm using uh, Dubious Cameron Throne, because you kind of have to use that with Bone Pirate. Between those two things, I essentially, and medium armor passives, I essentially have all the sustain I'm ever going to need. And my My damage on my stat sheet, I have just slightly over 5,000 weapon damage on my stat sheet, uh, and that doesn't reflect the Master Bow, and that doesn't reflect Deadly Strikes either. Deadly Strikes, I approximate Deadly Strikes is equivalent, like as far as the amount of damage that it's giving you, it's equivalent to having about another 1,000 weapon damage.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty massive, it's like 20%, right?
0: It's 20% increase to Oof. damage over time or channeled abilities.
1: That's big time.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's Betsy. I haven't really, you know, dissected her on the show in a while. I always just say like, oh yeah, Betsy's great. Anyway, Um. so I just kind of wanted to dig into her a little bit. She's really, really fast, really fun to play, has a lot of sustain, a lot of damage. Yada yeah. yada yada.
1: And as we said, that that five thousand weapon damage is with no CP. So it it's that's a lot of damage, especially with um, jabs. You know that, that amount of weapon damage with jabs is that's intense.
0: Oh yeah, jabs is it's so good. It's <laughs> it's so good. Um, what's going on with your? Uh, I see that I see that you're wanting to talk about your uh, Stamplar as well. What's going on with uh, this character?
1: Speaking of jabs. <laughs> uh <laughs> which i i have to say i think jabs I'm, I'm i'm always nervous when i say these these very definite statements but i think i'll go out and say i think jabs is probably the best spammable in the game i think oh, yeah. i think i'm confident in saying that
0: um i would either. say so it it definitely Stamina deals the most <laughs> it definitely deals the most damage of any spammable in the game uh it's undodgeable Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, unavoidable. A lot of it pulls Nightblades out of stealth.
1: Oh, man. I love having jabs when I'm going against a Nightblade. That's yeah. that's good stuff right there. Uh, so, speaking of my Stampler, uh I have made some changes. And I'm really excited about these changes. This is not changes that are going to take this character to, like, the meta or take this character to the top. But uh, this is a character that I've kind of struggled with uh Getting the right fit, or, or having you know enjoying playing with, or having comfortable playing, and I have solved all of those issues. I Whoa. I went back to two sets that I love, my favorite two sets to pair together in the game. Uh, I used to have these on my my Stam Sork, and you know I made some Stam Sork changes, uh, but I went back. I got uh, five piece Ancient Dragon Guard, five piece Eternal Vigor. Those uh-huh. two sets, those two sets are made for each other. They are. Um, they're perfect. And it. And then I actually threw the Ring of the Wild Hunt on the character, which is okay. just, you've said this, you know, this goes back to those, the molding characters. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just perfect on a Stampler. That speed uh, what is exactly. What are the weapons? Uh, I'm actually using dual daggers right now. That's It's kind of interesting that since I was using uh, Eternal Vigor with my Stam Sork, that's why I have dual daggers. I don't know if I'll, I'll stay with that. I might switch those up to something, but right now it's it's working. Um, if I if I had to give this character kind of one knock, uh, it's not the most damage in the world, but the utility on this character just feels fantastic right now.
0: Sometimes a character just feels good to play, you know, yeah. and like and you, it can be okay that it's not the strongest. It just feels right.
1: That's exactly what's happened with this character, and and the results are good. You know, it's not getting crazy amount of kills, but it's it's tough to take down, and it's getting enough kills. Uh, and it's had really good results in PGs. Uh, so just kind of go back. So just kind of overview. It's it's five-piece Ancient Dragon Guard, five-piece Eternal Vigor uh, with dual daggers, uh, the Ring of the Wild Hunt, uh, one-piece Balorg, uh, and then I do the Vatashran two-hander on the back bar.
0: Oh, nice, nice.
1: Uh, it's just such a fun character because when your health's above 50%, you're all out attack. And then as soon as you drop below that 50%, you have all this defense and, and you can just kind of... That's when you can kind of find a line of sight, get everything back up. Uh, you become immediately tough to take down, and then you just get right back above that 50, percent and then you're right ready to go right back at the at, at whoever you're fighting.
0: Yeah, it's um, really cool how those two sets. Yes, they really do fit together just perfectly. Um,
1: so it it's works. You know, like you said, uh, you know, you have cleanse. Uh, there's good self heals, uh, good sustain on the character. It's it's nice having that eternal vigor sustain. Ring of the Wild Hunt gives the speediness. I was kind of struggling with this character with kind of survivability. Uh, Wild Hunt really fixed those issues combined with those sets, what I was talking about when you drop below 50%. Um, I've just really enjoyed with this character. Uh, this will really point out to you how much I've enjoyed this character lately. I did a full remodel of the character. Different look, rocking a new look right now.
0: And you've been you've been uh, revamping a few characters here yeah, lately. Yeah, going
1: through and and making some changes. You know, we talked about a couple episodes ago. You know, we, we're hitting that midlife crisis just just hitting that <laughs> with each character at this point. You know, they're getting new looks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how we're expressing our midlife crisis yeah. by, by changing our ESO character cosmetics <laughs> uh, instead anytime, of buying a sports car <laughs> anytime
1: people see us in Battlegrounds whoa did you see Cat and Davius? man what uh, what's going on with them lately <laughs> uh,
0: that's cool that Vatatran thing is mean man I saw this like uh, non-stealth Nightblade a few days ago that was eating my lunch with that thing he, yeah. he was like he was getting me again and again and again. He was really good at pulling it's that. It's so off.
1: easy to get those five stacks. I mean, it's basically a passive 190 weapon damage, and you just can you know pull that heavy attack out whenever you kind of need some burst. Yeah. Um, it's a great, great uh, backhand uh, two hander for sure, or backbar two hander.
0: Um, should have talked about this earlier when we were talking about press releases and stuff, but. Uh, the new life festival is upon us uh it starts thursday december 17th if you're listening to this episode the day that it uh is released then uh, it starts today the new life, Happy, F- new life new festival, life festival you. <laughs> this is right now going until tuesday january 5th uh and this is the thing where you know you just do these 10 daily repeatable quests and you can get uh a bunch of random rewards there is a new quest this year they added a, an imperial themed focused quest so uh that's thrown into the mix i think the main kind of reward that you get after these that most people are going to be trying to collect uh that most people are going to be trying to collect are these uh skin changer motifs which i already have i think most of the pieces of that that i want so that's not going to be a huge draw for me um but you can also get Random housing items, some potions, recipes, uh, some cosmetic stuff, some collectibles like those swords that you can juggle and mud balls and that kind of stuff. Oh,
1: mud balls. Oh, man. Here they come. I'm ready. (laughs)
0: Uh,. And then I guess probably the main thing, if you have any characters that you're wanting to level up, then it's a double XP event. So you have yeah, a, a little while to, to get that going. And that's huge. You get a, a double XP. What I always do is whenever I get, like for my daily login rewards or whatever, if I get a, like a 100% or 150% scroll, I just stash that bad boy in the bank, save it for later. And then when, when one of these XP events come up, stack those on top of each other Um and maybe and throw on some training gear as well, and you can level up a character in like an hour, like a yeah, zero to really fifty. Not, it's really it goes, it goes really fast. so quick, yeah. yeah. So new life festival. Um, so let's get into emails. Uh, so two episodes in a row, we do have an email this week. I think things are picking up around here. <laughs> we're uh, we're things a legit podcast. Oh yeah. It's popping. They're going to come flooding in any day now. Uh, this one's from our old buddy GrizzlyCon. Shout out to GrizzlyCon for sending in an email to the Grizzly Khan GrizzlyCon shout out
1: of the week right there.
0: Um, he says, Hey, fellas, with the changes made uh, to major and minor buffs and debuffs, are there any uh, that are way higher or lower on the priority list? Uh, than before when considering which ones to use in a build. Are there skills or sets that should be reconsidered for use? For example, Slimecraw used to be a decent monster set, but is now not really worth considering. Whereas Restoring Aura and its morphs went from a pr- being a pretty good choice to an excellent choice. Uh, what about Camo Hunter, Mage Light, XOXO Grizzly con <laughs>
1: <laughs> Capital XOXO. I know, he's really... <laughs>
0: displaying some affection there <laughs> uh i'll say what i think first um even before these major minor buff and debuff changes happened it, for a pvp build anyway i really never went too far out of my way to get a lot of these into my builds uh, my major armor buff and my major damage buff are mandatory gotta have mm-hmm. those uh, and then for a lot of builds, my major crit buff. But even that, it just depends on the build. I don't I don't consider that to be totally mandatory on every PvP build. Now, PvE, totally. You need your armor buff, damage, and crit buffs, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else is just kind of nice to have, but I'm not really going to go out of my way to get it. Like Minor Berserk, for example, it was it was 8% additional damage, and it was pretty nice to have. If I could get it into the build without sacrificing something else that I would rather have, then sure, I'll take it, but I'm not going to prioritize that above all all other things or whatever. And that's kind of how I felt about most of these major minor buffs and debuffs, uh, is, you know, it might tip the scales if I'm trying to decide between one skill or the other, and if this one gives me that buff, that might be the thing that makes me decide in its favor. Um so now that they've all been nerfed, basically, um mm. you know, that's just even more so the case. I, I want my armor buff and I want my damage buff and maybe my crit buff, and everything else is just kind of nice extra icing if I can fit it in there, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bend over backwards to do it. Yeah. What do you think, Davies?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of the same thing. I would say I I haven't changed a whole lot of things. Um, Kind of like you said, I I never really went out of my way in the past, and I don't think that's really changed. I've kind of stuck the same course. If I had to pick out a biggest change for me, it's probably just kind of with uh, kind of my basic formula for a character. You know, I think in the past it was very much, you know, you find your damage set, you find your sustain set, and then you pair that with mythic or monster sets. Uh, and now um, that formula for me has kind of changed when I'm putting a build together now it's more of uh, I'm looking at two damage sets with a monster set or, or fitting a, a mythic piece in there more commonly because uh, you don't really necessarily need a sustain set just because with those sustain buffs in uh, jewelry glyphs or you know or a, a moon stone you can really kind of get the sustain where you need it to be whereas before sustain sets were a little bit more, important i guess i would say um so that's yeah, probably the that's something the i guess i wasn't change. really
0: thinking of is the 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 major and minor sustain buffs are pretty significant so those are definitely those are those have always been hugely prioritized but even more so now for sure yeah
1: um uh, so that's probably the biggest thing you know i know you, grizz mentioned cam uh, camo hunter um that is one that i've noticed kind of dropping off a lot of my builds i used to use it a lot more commonly than i do now so that one's dropped off a little bit um, but yeah, other than that, you know, like you said, I don't, I never really aimed for those things. It was just kind of benefits if they were, if they worked into the formula, but, um, that hasn't really, that hasn't really changed a whole lot. Uh, mainly just dropping sustain set, except for that, you know, that Stampler setup I talked about, but, uh, just kind of drop dropping sustain sets, which, uh, that's probably, you know, if I had to pick kind of the biggest fallout for me, it, it is kind of that, uh, I think there's a lot of really cool sustain sets out there that now, um, don't make as much sense to use, um, just because you know damage is is all the rage right now, uh, you know, especially in PvP, which is where we spend most of our time.
0: I think uh, the Dragon Knight Obsidian Shield or uh, Fragmented Shield, that ability, I think that's one that was considered kind of a staple especially for stam Dks that they would use it quite a bit and now i think that's one that yeah um yeah. i think that that's one, one that's probably gonna be you know maybe some people use it maybe some won't you know whereas before essentially every stam Dk that i saw would definitely use it
1: yeah it's a good point
0: um and then of course uh, as we've talked about before um uh, stamina necromancers are affected big big time i don't yeah. think it it doesn't really affect any decision-making, though, as far as, or not any major decision-making, like um, the Major Defile, that having access to 100% uptime of Major Defile attached to a heavy-hitting ability, Blast Bones, that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing that made them so dominant for so long it's such a strong debuff to have to be able to apply it so easily while at the same time taking a huge chunk of your enemy's health bar away um so now that uh defile is so much weaker um you know they've been hit considerably but i think rightly so and they're still totally strong they're a super strong class i don't think they're suffering i don't feel sorry for them at all
1: yeah, they um, were they were a little overly oppressive, and now it kind of they've been kind of seemingly brought down. Kind of on all the other characters,
0: but it's not going to affect level. your decision making. You're still going to use blast bones, right? So yeah, um, but yeah, I, I guess it's kind of weird. Until Grizzly asked this question, I hadn't really thought about it too much. But it, it's barely affected my decision ma- making at all because uh, I never really put a lot of emphasis on those things anyway. But that's that's mm. just me. I know there's a lot of people that really do like try to make sure they have really good buff coverage and they make sure they check all their boxes, especially especially dueling builds. Uh, Maybe if you have some some really hardcore dueling buddies, those would be the people to ask because people who do mostly duels, it really is all about buff coverage. And and it's basically just about checking those boxes. And if you don't have all the boxes checked, you lose. That's kind of how that works.
1: Yeah. The set that kind of stands out to my mind the most, I can't remember the name of it. What's that set that... Uh, uh, gives you the random major buff Daedric Trickery. Is that what it is? Uh,
0: Daedric Trickery, yeah.
1: Daedric Trickery. So that's set to be probably, I don't remember which buffs it can give you, but that one, if I had to think about it, probably got nerfed pretty badly
0: from this. Yeah, we need to talk to our old buddy Icy and see what the verdict (laughs) is on Trickery. He's our Daedric (laughs) Trickery expert, the one and only person that has ever used it. (laughs) Um. So that was our email from uh, Grizzly Khan. He emailed us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send an email if you would like, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. got to keep
1: um, that streak alive.
0: Keep that streak going. Let's go for three <laughs> episodes in a row, baby. Uh, you know, ask us a question. Tell us a joke. Uh, ask us to dive deeper onto, into something that we've talked about before. Really whatever you want as long as you're appropriate and nice. Um, I want to uh, I want to give people a reminder that we are switching our release schedule, our episode release schedule. Um, so for the past I don't know several months, we've been uh, releasing an episode every single week. Um, going forward, we're going to start uh, releasing episodes every other week. So next week, no episode, but then the week after that, we'll be right back. Um, and this may or may not be temporary. It's it's something that for sure needs to happen. Uh, while I'm working on getting this house situation uh, figured out, once we're on the other side of that, I can reassess and, and see. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely open to the idea of continuing the the every two week schedule. Um, this podcast takes up quite a bit of my time, uh, and I, I definitely enjoy it. But there's other aspects of my life that uh, require <laughs> attention and energy as well. Um, so I'm just trying to balance things out. I definitely don't want to give up the podcast. I, you know that's not happening. Uh, but I, I gotta I gotta find that balance, especially since this isn't something that I monetize. Not something that I really want to try to monetize. Um, so we're just gonna try this out for now. Um, we'll see how things go in the future. Uh, if anyone has any comments or concerns or anything like that, uh, please feel free to uh, email us at scrollandpodcast@gmail.com. At I think that's probably the end of the episode. That's cast. That's cast right there, baby.